femininity is powerful in all its forms, exceptional women, rare girls must be appreciated in every way for their perspectives, actions, thoughts, and their unique ways of being. Such rare girls are inspiring, and this is what this podcast is all about. Hello, my name is Aziz, and my guest today is Nelia Bishkalo. Nelia is a Flex alumna of 2015 in Dysart, Iowa, the USA, and currently studying East European Studies after she graduated with a master's degree in translation. She adores dancing and performing on the stage in general. Nelia is amazed with different cultures and all the similarities and uniqueness we as humans have. Nelia, how are you today? Hi, Aziz. It is very nice to join your podcast, Rare Girls, and I hope everyone who is here will enjoy it as well. And I'm well and hope this time that we will talk will be useful for other people as well. It will be fun. It will be interesting. And I'm very curious about you. So if your friends were to describe your personality, since often your friends might see you in a deeper way than you even see yourself, (laughs) how would they describe you? What would they say? You know, recently I came back from short-term Erasmus exchange program. And it was uh, about healthy mind and a healthy body, healthy lifestyle. And one of the activities that we did at the beginning and then at the end was like talking to people and describing how you see them and maybe, you know, writing some notes. And I really like this activity because people also tell how, how they see you and it's usually anonymous. So the recent notes that I got is like kind, um, very nice, uh, very... Um, kind-hearted person but the things that I've never heard about me because we had the activity where we had to look at each other's eyes and describe what you see in this eyes and I really loved how they mentioned I see a carefree uh, child in your eyes and you are very beautiful um, how to say carefree child in your eyes in a human uh, in the already grown-up lady body so that was something unique to hear and um, it was kind of for the first time that i heard this thank you that must have been a wonderful experience for you in general what inspires you personally what is the thing or the things that are truly fascinating for you about life how different we all are. I really love traveling and I really like the nature, the sea, and that inspires me. But I also like people and all of the interaction with people. I'm very extroverted person and all kinds of interactions, you know, they charge me, they give me more energy. And I really like how we are all different and we are all unique and we have our own habits and interests and on such kind of projects and during traveling i can see it clearly how diverse our world and society is in general i love that i have so many questions because i really agree with you i met one time a psychiatrist who used to categorize people as soon as she met them into different categories based on personality types or whatever but me who is fascinated by people i speak to people deeply a lot 
I don't find identical people at all. Mm -hmm. Every person is like, I don't know how to explain it. And I will try to explain it since I'm an empath. When you speak to someone, they're not their body. They're like an ocean of energy connected to something really big. And each one has their own flavor of energy. And it's really cool, especially when you meet people that you feel you resonate with, like they're your people and it's not about what they say or do, it's just a feeling. Do you know what I mean? Yes, you just feel the person. Uh, it Sometimes it's enough just to see the person and not have the conversation. And then if you have the conversation, it, the feeling is even deeper. Let's think. Yes, I but knew is it. it always, <laughs> is it always like that? Not at all. Mm -mm. let's say someone you see them from far and you feel oh my god the energy the flow they're my person do you sometimes speak with them and you're like oh no they're not what i expected them to be kind of sometimes but i'm now i'm working out uh, on not having like expectations uh so i don't get disappointed i will tell you in my situation it depends on the country and i will say it specifically some places, Ukraine, for example, and it will sound contradictory to what I will say next, but I don't know why. If you see someone and you have that energetic match, often they open up and they're like, oh my God, I feel we know each other for such a long time because although there is a stereotype, Ukrainian people are cold at first, but they know when they know someone, they're funny, they're warm and everything. And there are countries where people don't trust each other where for example there is a stereotype that uh, people in south america are open but actually they're always worried they get kidnapped and so if you don't know them <laughs> they will really not open up and therefore you'll be expecting but end up disappointed because they will not allow that feeling of familiarity to be do you know what i mean yes this is the cultural differences that that i was talking about how how we are all living in the same world, but we have different, you know, such kind of details uh, based on uh, the place where we were raised, born, uh, those cultural differences. But I know what you mean. Uh, when I was in America, uh, I also heard the stereotype that Ukrainians and mostly like East Europeans, they don't smile a lot. But I was basically the, the proof that it's not like that because I, I'm really very positive uh, and extra positive pos person in general. And I was like, are you sure you're from Ukraine? I was like, yes, I am. So you don't have a bitch face. <laughs> well, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. You should probably ask someone uh, from my circle of friends and they will tell you for sure. <laughs> yes. And you mentioned the US, but your accent is more British. How come? I'm not sure because I've been to the US longer. I've never been to the UK, but I have worked with the British a lot uh, as part of my translation experience. And it was both written translation and oral translation. So I guess my accent is more connected to the oral translation, but I don't know. Maybe it's just fluid uh, fluid accent you know and i'll tell you something about me and i don't know how it is about you i notice there are people including myself who are totally different to whatever culture they're in maybe a bit of a rebel or whatever it is where i notice especially i don't know how it is for you again but for me it's those people that energetically 
interest me and I find them fascinating who can grow up in a culture, but they don't absorb anything or everything. They choose their own way of being. Are you such a person? Do you feel part of you, for example, your smiles and positivity is abnormal, but in a good way that you didn't just absorb everything in the culture, but you created your own personality? Or uh, what is your thought about this? Hmm. Let me think about that a little bit. I agree that my happiness is a bit kind of not typical, like stereotypical to to my region and where I grew up. But still, I think um, I think a lot depends on the experiences we get and in what environment we grow. And to my personal opinion, the person should be very powerful inside to create its own world and its own culture within the other culture. So, for example, if you want to create another country uh, culture within your country culture, it will take an effort from you to do that because a lot uh, is faced from the environment and influenced from the environment you are in. And it's easy to absorb whatever is closer to you than whatever you want to create. You know what I mean? I do. At the same time, I find that we have our own nature and that it's happier to be more true to that nature. And therefore, maybe it's part of evolution or whatever, that every person in reality has their own universe, their own culture, their own piece of the puzzle. And when you put them all together, they allow for the next evolution of their culture. In all cases, this is really interesting. And let's get back to you again. You're meeting a lot of people. You love people in general. To you, what is the most fascinating thing about people? Is it when you're around them, you get their energy and therefore you you get that electric recharge as an extrovert? Or is it their stories and experiences that teach you about life more than books do? Or what about people? Is it like kindness and feeling love for all of humanity and an open heart? Or what's going on? I would say it's more about kindness and feeling love to them as the human being in general. But also I understand my culture through their culture even more because we have different um, cultural experience we have different experience in general and through their stories through their experience through their sayings i understand myself uh, and my personal experiences even better uh, so coming back to my flex here uh, i understood my ukrainian personality and my ukrainian culture even more while being in the us and telling about it than i was you know, sitting in the country and just saying, oh, hello, I'm Ukrainian. Like, you understand more what is being your nationality. Yeah? Like, for me, it was what is being Ukrainian when I was in America or what is being Ukrainian when I'm at, at some other exchanges or what does it mean for me to be, I don't know, a girl in some kind of different aspects during other projects. You know, when you have this exchange and you understand how how blessed you are with the things you have in your life based on these communications and histories of other people. That's interesting. So, for example, how would you describe yourself and 
the Ukrainian culture compared to other cultures? What have they taught you, whether in the US or the recent Erasmus exchange? A lot differences uh, you can see in, you know, this religion aspects, how the women are portrayed in different cultures based on their religion, in Islam and Christianity. And that's one of the things that you understand, like, okay, this is how it is in my country, and this is not how it is in the other countries, and this may be not good, not bad, but it's just different, and you understand how it functions. Uh, from my recent exchange, uh, we had a lot of um, information said about habits and our health and mental health, including, and a lot of us had some similar experiences, no matter of the nationality and what country we are from. And that what was like reuniting for us because we may have similar problems, even though we were living in a different countries in different societies. So that's what I can recall right now, uh, talking about this question. I understand. Thank you. That's really, really interesting. And so in the future, what do you want to be more of? As a translator, I understand it's not so much about specifically learning about people and their culture. What would be your dream job or dream occupation that will satisfy that need for you to experience all the new culture, all the new people and everything? A diplomat. Maybe this profession is more about interacting with different cultures. But also a translator, uh, I, I will kind of protect this profession in some people's eyes because I do have a lot of communication with different cultures. It's just more um, on personal level, not that I'm helping to create something for the culture or for some different people, but I'm interacting with different people and different cultures because while translating, I still have to know this person I still have to understand their accent. I still have to understand their speaking habits. And that's uh, also some kind of cultural learning for me. But if coming back to like dream dream, then I would say like diplomatic, some kind of interaction. That's great. And how does dancing satisfy these needs that you have for learning the uniqueness and idiosyncrasies of different people. When I was at my last Erasmus Plus uh, program, I just came back, uh, I was doing the masterclass, so for those who want to dance. And usually those people are not professional dancers. Some may have some dance education background, some know. For someone it was like the first time coming to the, the hall and dancing. But what I see is that when people dance, they forget about everything around and they enjoy what they do. So they are just, you know, like feeling the moment and they like this moment and they like themselves in this moment. So that was like very important thing for me. I tried to do my this like class, a dance class, very interactive and fun when, where people can feel themselves very freely to to dance in front of others but also i see how they like it and as soon as they catch the music as soon as they catch like the main moves 
they are they are there boom and here it is they enjoy dancing even if they are not professionals and this is what is important for me for them to enjoy the process i notice again it's a very kind thing and love for humanity the perspective that you have and you're speaking about this new experience and the sense of flow and almost trance of being in dance where you forget all your troubles all your stress why do you love humanity i know it sounds weird but i want to understand you what is that energy of love coming from is it more about spirituality is it metaphysical is it just feeling better like what is that energy of love why do you love human beings and tell me more about everything i would say it is more about spirituality like i believe in god and i love everything that god created uh, including human beings is the main part of our world and i would say just the interaction that needs to be between human like it's not healthy for our mind to kind of you know rubbish your feelings and your mind with some hate or with some unlove like it's easier to love than hate i agree with you and speaking about hate how was february 24th for you how did you hear about the war were you shocked how was that story and that experience shocking i was um in poland at that time i um that night i had really really bad uh, night like i didn't sleep well and i woke up at exactly when russia started bombing kyiv and it was like one hour difference for me and ukraine but still like i woke up exactly at this time and i opened my phone checked the news and i saw the news and i started texting my parents and friends whoever are there and saying if it's true if, if it is like it is and unfortunately it was true it was very hard for me emotionally and kind of like psychologically because i was like the first day uh, i was always crying the next week also was kind of deep deeper um, and lower emotionally but again as i said faith helped me a lot and uh, support and also volunteering because i gave my energy like i understood that i need to give something but i i'm not in ukraine so i was volunteering a lot here in poland i was translating and helping uh, ukrainians uh, refugees or refugees because they are in different country who are traveling through poland and either staying in poland or going to other countries and i was helping translating for them as many of them didn't even know some basic english thank you and when you spoke about faith do you mean specifically religion or in general like a spiritual faith religion religion i'm christian orthodox christian and uh, kind of like personal relationship with god you know personal communication and helped me and my emotional psychological state to be on a stable level also uh here in warsaw we had some volunteers uh coming uh to help that kind of like psychological help and they were teaching it through the religion approach like how is it 
possible to kind of forgive, you know, forgive in the quotation marks, uh, but kind of let it go. Uh, and it also helped because it, there were a lot of crying, frankly speaking. Like it was one of the emotional periods of this, what, past five, six months. But it also helped me to understand more and helped me to kind of let it go, uh, the things that are not dependent on me. I'm not saying that I'm fully recovered because it's still war. And I will be fully recovered only after we win. And I'm sure we will. Uh, but I'm in the process. Thank you. So to you, do you feel that kindness to people, uh, being a volunteer, helping them is a kind of service to God? Or how is it? Because I want to understand this as well as do you feel nowadays a lot of people are not attracted to religion or within your friends or where you grew up in Ukraine, etc.? It was always there and there were no like people who are not religious. But I noticed uh, since the beginning of war that a lot of people who were either not religious or believed in something but not God, you know, I believe in the power of universe, uh, they started to pray. And like, if people are praying, that means they are praying to someone. If they are praying to someone, they praying to God. If they are Christian, yeah, if they're believing in different gods, they pray to different gods. But uh, also that influenced their religious st statistics, uh, you know, like who believes and who don't. It also depends who stays. If it's, you know, just one time thing, because of the war or it if it really drags them to god <laughs> or to believe something or to any religion then that's good i guess and you were asking about kindness i would say it's kind of a service but it also part of my personality like i was raised like that and i was kind of you know created like that that if the person asks for help you should help um and why not? It's it's nice to do that. I agree 100%. And since you're dealing with a lot of people, you're volunteering, you're doing all those things, do you feel if the war continues more months that a lot of people will start a new life abroad in other countries and different places and therefore they will not be easily returning to Ukraine or do you feel that they're just missing Ukraine so much that any moment now where they could have the opportunity to have a stable life back home, they will take it? I know a lot of friends who are reaching Ukraine, who are coming back to Ukraine. They stayed a few, you know, these critical moments, uh, months or two or three abroad, and they, as they see that more or less safe, even though there is no safe place in Ukraine, they come back. A lot of them uh, coming back because it's connected to family. They have like husbands there. And some of the friends are still here or in other countries, but they're cramping to come back. They really want this. And as soon as it will be possible for them to come back, they will. But for some of them, they are really dependent on 
supporting their families and they need income. And the only reason why they're staying is because they have job here or some kind of job here. So they can send money to their parents or grandparents who are not able to move out of the country. I understand. And really, thank you for your positivity. Thank you for your service. Thank you for this enriching conversation. And all I can say is Slava Ukraini. Heroyam Slava. Thank you, Aziz, for inviting me and join your conversation.